0: Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. My name is Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. And my name is Father Mike Schmitz.
1: This time...
0: Thanks so much for joining us, Father Mike. We are talking about how to not be a couch potato. Welcome back, Father.
1: It's good to Thank you back. very much. It's Super great excited. to see you guys again.
2: I'm excited. How
3: to not be a couch potato? What are
2: we? What are we getting at here? So, okay, you guys know lions. Let's just let's just go with this. The male lion. If you ever watch the animal shows that I do with my kids, the male lion just sits under the shade, and it's the female lions that actually go hunt, go do all the work. Is that real? I didn't know that. Yes, it's real. Yeah, huh. they just eat. They they do protect, I think, and have lots of babies with the female lions, but they don't do the hunting. And I think for us as men, there's something about that, that we, we also tend to want to just sit in the shade. And I think men, there's some, if we're going to generalize, cause we are a couple of things, men struggle with fear. And we've talked about fear of failure in another episode and laziness, or even a, a just being prone to inaction. Father, you are n- the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You are very active both physically working out, but also in ministry. You have your hands in so many things. And I know that there's moments when I also am tempted to not do something, to be a little lazy. And so I I love... I want to talk about this. Guys, we want to talk about this with you, Father, to be inspired to move, to do things. The mm-hmm. kingdom has so much need of laborers. There's so much to do in our lives, in in our church, in our parish, in our neighborhoods, in our families, but we tend to not move. And I think there's a few reasons, and I want you guys to speak on this after Father Mike does. Some things I think, why are men not active? We we lack confidence, I think, in a lot of ways, personally. We, we lack clarity. What should I do? And I think also, we just don't have the motivation. What? Like, what, why would I why? do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, I don't know father if that resonates with you and what you see, yeah. you see lots of young men every day.
1: Yeah, no, I would say I, I, I agree with those things, the, the three, we uh, lack confidence, lack clarity and lack of uh, motivation. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would say, so, so there are a couple things. I, in fact, I would say three things based off of what you just had described. There are three things. I would say that every man so I remember hearing this and through f- from some men, and they said that uh, the primary or one of the primary wounds that's common to almost all men, and the co- primary wound that's common common to almost all women, that um, women are prone to or tempted towards control. Mm. I just let me just fix this. Let me just get my, my hand wrapped hands wrapped around this, my mind wrapped around this. Let me just take care of this, and it's going to be fine. And I'm going to find some safety in that. I'm going to find some security in that. And when I can control men. Are more tempted towards passivity mm-hmm. and that sense of um okay so uh and, and here's let's play this out in a relationship and this is one of the things i, I typically i'll i'll walk some of our, our couples through this yeah now yeah. W- when couples are engaged that they're they don't see this yet when couples have been married for a couple of years i see these light bulbs flashing above <laughs> their heads and this kind of this coming awake where i say okay let's let's paint the scenario here uh you're your wife's primary temptation is to control. Your primary temptation is towards passivity. So how does this work? Well, it works great. Because even go back to the planning of your wedding. What do you, how do you do it? Well, she has all the plans. She's in control. She makes all these decisions. She's like, and she just says, okay, listen, I need you to do X, Y, or Z, or just sit back. And he's like, great. You're making all the decisions. Mm -hmm. This is wonderful because why? Because you care. Like you mentioned, Thomas, you mentioned lack motivation. Like you're the one who cares. So great, this is perfect. And so, that becomes that, that how we plan the wedding becomes now how we live our lives. So that's where you have the invention of the honey-do list, right? Uh, this idea that here she is, she has all the things that, that he needs to do, and he either rises to the challenge, and he sometimes even hears the guy who says, I'm, a, I'm being a great husband, a great father, because I'm doing everything on the honey-do yeah. list. Now, I'm not saying that the guy isn't. I'm just saying that if that's the the, the scenario that we've painted, that's where we've chosen to live in. At first, it works really, really well because she gets to do everything she wants to do. She's in control and she's the one who set up the house and she's the one who's chosen all these things and he gets to do what he wants to do, which is just let it happen. (laughs) And it works really, really well until it stops working where finally she says, I can't believe why am I the only one around here making the decisions? Why am I the only? Yes, yes uh, you're out there mowing. And yes, you're, you're fixing our stuff. and You're bringing the car to get the oil changed. You're doing all these things. But I'm the only one who is fill in the blank. Then he, for his part, saying, why is she always nagging me? Why don't I get to say in my own house to about how we're running our, our finances? How about how we're raising our kids? How about and so it works really, really well giving into yeah. these temptations until oh, it they're... stops working really, really well and it comes back to bite us.
2: You just blew so many people's minds. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just be ready for that. And I so go, even before relationships, the passivity and the control, I remember my first year as yeah. a missionary go up to this Newman Center, wonderful priest, but only there were only like three girls that were serving every day at mass, three girls. So mm-hmm. the missionary and I were like, we're going to change that. We stepped in full cassock surplus. We started serving and we started bringing guys in because, cause, yeah, the passivity was just so palpable there. And I was we were just sick of it. Like, guys need to step up, need to start taking mm-hmm. ownership. Just one very tertiary example that I think connects to your point. It was funny, though, because you saw a year later, guys actually started entering the seminary. These guys that were serving so it was just a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful fruit there. connection but, there. But the passivity, guys, were just like, well, the girls got it. So we're good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, and I would say this too. I would say that, you know, how do you get out of this? If if, if it's okay to move yep. forward again, what was offered to me was how the man gets out of this. I also have been really thinking about this and praying about this and talking with women about this. How do the women get saved yeah. from this too? So the first is, okay, men, what we need to do, make a decision. Once I recognize, yeah, my temptation is towards festivity. And I'm going to pause on this for one second because my second point, <laughs> sorry, my second point was the, the, the two words, everything but. So Thomas, you were really honoring me in saying that I'm very that I do a lot of stuff, and and you're not wrong. But I also recognize that one of the way that one of the ways that I'm wounded when it comes to passivity is I'm willing to do everything but. So there are a lot of things that I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it. I'm just going to go do it. I um, take the initiative. I'm going to try to be uh, generative, right? Because I mean, we're all men here, and yeah. so we're meant to be generative in yeah. some ways. But one of the things I, I recognize in myself is the things that, like you said, I don't feel confident in or the things that I maybe I'm afraid of failing in, mm. or the things that bring me way out of my comfort zone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'll do everything but those things. Yeah. Mm. And so this is the one of the sneaky ways that this passivity, or this maybe you call it laziness, actually, you know, the, the church fathers would call it uh, sloth, right? Yes. So mm. that, um, what's our fancy word for it? Achadia, in is that the one? Achadia, yes, acedia, achadia, yeah, yeah. Um, is some people think that, that laziness is uh, not doing anything, is just inactivity. Well, the early church fathers, and then that, that one Benedictine priest, I think he's from, from somewhere in Europe, where he had the book called The Noonday Devil, which yeah, yeah, yeah. was one of the best books I've read in the last five years.
2: Mm.
1: He's talking about Asidia or Asadia Sloth, he says that essentially, it's not inactivity, it is a desire to be somewhere else doing something else. In my words, I, I'm just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. The, the desire to be somewhere else doing something else. And so many of us, that is, we know exactly what the next step is, or maybe we don't have that clarity, but sometimes when we do have that clarity, it's, um, well, I'll do everything but. Mm-hmm. And 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 that, the church fathers would say, is, is that's what sloth is, is doing everything or anything, but the one thing you need to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. And gosh, so many men, again, going back to our primary temptation of passivity, we fall into... Acedia so quickly, and so the example again. They call it the noonday devil for a reason, and it's because if you're a monk living in the desert, the early morning is like full of promise, right? The early morning, day's just started, full of promise, and that's it's easy to kind of like let's get after it. At the end of the day, you get your one meal. This is great. You get to kind of like have to repose a little bit, but in the middle of the day, from like ten o'clock to two o'clock, here you're sitting in your hut. You're just supposed to sit there and be present to the Lord. Well, that's the exact time where the the sun it's hardly moving, right? It's, it's, it's going from 10 o'clock to noon to two o'clock, and it just seems to drag on. Mm-hmm. And the author, he says in this of the book, The Noonday Devil, he says, that's the time when every monk, every person in the middle of would, would say, that's where they get all their great ideas of, you know what I should do? I should leave my hut and I should go into town and serve, or I should, mm-hmm. you know, what I should do, I should leave this prayer. I should go start writing a book. You know, what I should do, I should start counseling people and they're all mm-hmm. good ideas. But they're not the thing that he's supposed to do in that moment. Wow! And then you extrapolate this, and you say, "Wait a second! This sounds like what every or many men go through in the course of their lives." Mm-hmm. You start off with your life, and you're ready to go. You're raring to go. You get that. You get done with school. You get that job, and we're starting. We're we're moving. Yeah, uh, maybe you are blessed you're, you're called to marriage and uh, having a family and the, here it is the beginning of that marriage, the beginning of raising these kids. That's the excitement, that that dawn time, that early morning time. and then there's also the, also the blessing of like retirement, that go, those, like, that kind of golden time where you just get to like look back and say, oh my gosh, this what a what a life that I've I get to like, enjoy basically the fruits of my labor. Well, the noonday time, right is that okay, so I've been working at this job for how long? I've been slaving away. I've been doing this thing. Okay, the kids are, um, however old they are now, maybe they're in their teens, maybe they're graduated, maybe they're gone. But every day is just kind of like, you just kind of got to show up. You just kind of got to keep doing the thing. And that's when men have the midlife crisis or people have the midlife crisis where it's, I need to do, I want to do anything but the thing I promised to do. I'll find the new model of the car or the new model of the spouse or the new whatever life crisis. Is. Yep. Midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And so you see this Played out in men who haven't resolved this. Like, no, this is my life. This is what I'm called to do. Not just the start of it, but this is like the, 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 we maybe call the messy metal. Maybe this is, but it's just the time where in my heart, here's what I, what I long to do. I long to do anything. What I'm doing right now? Does that make sense with you guys? I don't Thank know. Oh, I think yeah. it makes a
3: ton of sense, Father, and I, yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. I think we all are resonating with, yeah, just that that temptation towards passivity. I think another way of looking at this, and this is, you know, maybe repeating you, just in a different way. I think every every little boy, every man, deeply desires to be a hero. Um, oh, John yeah. Eldridge, in a book, he's got a book called Wild at Heart that, that talks a lot about this. But that we're all kind of asking ourselves, do I have what it takes to to fulfill? my life to actually live a fulfilling life. And, um, there's a lot of things that prevent us from actually engaging that, you know, we, we talked to you a little bit in a previous episode about social media, but I think video games and, uh, you know, all the, all the ways that we entertain ourselves can kind of scratch that itch. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if I have a deep desire to be a hero, but every day I'm defeating Nazis in call of duty, or I'm winning the Super Bowl in Madden or the world cup in FIFA, like that desire to be a hero kind of gets scratched with these artificial means. And I'd love to just maybe tee it up for you. Like, how does that play into this, this temptation to passivity? How does all the ways that we get our hero itch scratched kind of keep us from actually engaging that hero call in the real world?
1: Yeah, gosh, that's it. That's so good. Also let's, let's the things you mentioned are not in and of themselves sins, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a sin that men will turn to as well. That is a way that they scratch that hero itch as well, or the lover itch, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know through pornography. Yep. Uh, it's that's also a, because because what we're describing is a false replacement, like a hollow or shallow replacement of the real thing. Mm-hmm. That if I'm going to be actually a lover. Have to be in the messiness of that love relationship where this person isn't just there for me, but I have to show up for her. That kind mm-hmm. of situation on a regular basis, yeah. and that she doesn't just exist to scratch my, you know, wanting needing need for affirmation. Mm-hmm. Similarly, and it, so it requires sacrifice, right? It requires sacrifice. Similarly, this pseudo, you know, hero replacement of I can sit in the comfort of my air conditioned, you know, ergonomic chair <laughs> and and play these games that are fun to be able to play Madden or to play Call of Duty or whatever those things are, whatever the games are. But what it's doing is it's again as you said, it's replacing this. So, how do we how do we escape that? I would I would imagine is here's how I'd say. We are made for love. So, the 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 false replacement of that by, you know, uh, as as JBP says, uh the the fairy of porn, uh jordan b peterson he says that you know the the very porn. so replace that which doesn't exist or the person right there on the in the pixels exists as a human being but not to me right Mm -hmm. um and same thing with the pixels of the video game or the pixels of whatever it is doesn't exist i don't just necessarily have to go out and find a battle but i would say the interior battle is more important so here's the remedy i think the remedy for the temptation toward passivity or laziness or acedia. reject. The, it's just simply forwards. Reject passivity. Embrace responsibility. Yes. So, 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 go back to uh, what is it? How do you know you're a man on the Man Catholic show? <laughs> How do you know you're a man? Um, we don't have any rites of passage for men uh, in our culture, right. and so. know you're a man if you can drive or if you can vote or if you can drink or if you've had sex or if you got a job or if you got married or if you had a baby or whatever the thing is i look back and our students the students we work with you know all the four of us work with i look at them sometimes and think man there was there are many times in our country's history where men younger than these guys did the most heroic and incredibly brave things and sacrificed their lives or put their lives in mortal peril for the sake of their country, for the sake mm-hmm. of their families. And I just think like, wow, this is, inc- this is incredible. And so I am humbled by you know our forefathers, the way they've sacrificed going into battle. But the question you ask is like, so is it going into battle? Is that the rite of passage? Mm. And I would say that no, the rite of passage in all those steps is responsibility. Mm. The, the willingness as an adult, what, how do I know I'm a man? I'm willing to take responsibility.
0: Mm.
1: In fact, if I stay in that place of passivity, I refuse to be a man and I remain a boy. Why? Because, like, think about this. Okay, if I, maybe driving a car is is a sign of maturity. Well, it can be if I take responsibility. I am now driving around a one-ton piece of metal and plastic <laughs> that is going seventy miles an hour down the freeway. I need to be someone who takes responsibility. I don't have to. That's why I can. An idiot behind the wheel. Um, Okay, now I can drink. I need to do that responsibly. I'm now in a relationship with a woman. Okay, I need to do that responsibly. I mean, I now have children. I need to take responsibility for them, and so all of these uh, markers of adulthood or manhood mm. is a rejection of passivity and a willingness to embrace responsibility. That's mm. awesome. And so I would say that uh, well, I, I don't have any responsibility. Porn, I don't have any responsibility. Right. I don't owe anything to this person. Uh, video games, I don't have any responsibility. If if the, if this video game interrupts something, I press pause, press save. I'll come back to it later. Mm-hmm. It, it, I owe it nothing, yeah. and it demands nothing out of me. But life—and this is how we, why this is why we don't have to go looking for a fight, looking for a battle, looking for a war. It's but life presents to me as a, as a man. Life presents to me the opportunity, the choice to either say, "Ah, let someone else do it," yeah. or, you know what, this is your job. Will you do this? Hmm. And I think that again, that's why I'm even saying the everything but um, is such a temptation for for us as especially as men who are trying to be responsible mm-hmm. yeah. because we can still, we can deceive ourselves into thinking, Oh, I'm, a, I'm embracing responsibility. Well, maybe you're busy, but are you doing everything? But yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Everything it makes but. It makes
0: so much sense. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, where do I do this? How do I do this? And there's so many ways, but one in particular is coming to my mind and it's my prayer life. It's my quiet, intimate times with the Lord because I am a doer. I love being busy. I will do everything but sit in silence without my phone in front of the Lord for 20 minutes. Like, oh my gosh, that is not that hard, but I I fill my life with so many things to do that I'm not taking responsibility for the most report, important relationship in my life ever. And, and I think we see it there. I think we see it in daily prayer life. I think we see it in a lot of families and men who avoid going to even Sunday mass because they yeah. think, oh, I've got I've got to work. I've got a job. I've got to do the chores around the house. Um, if I don't mow the lawn on Sunday, it's not going to get mowed. Someone's got to mow it or fill in the blank. And I, I think all the examples we've talked about are awesome and tangible and real, but when it comes to our spiritual life, I think we really do it there. And sometimes we avoid even thinking that that is a time where we do everything but, or or we reject passivity in prayer and we embrace, or we are being passive by rejecting prayer and we're not embracing the responsibility Mm -hmm. that we ought to.
2: I love it. Father, the uh, example you used at the beginning talking about the wife and her Temptation to want to control and make the honey do list, and the husband that just does it and is passive. What you just said about the responsibility piece, play that out in that example. Because so for yeah. for me, it married ten years. My wife's lovely. Um, I think for me, what I try to do is because she she manages the home, so she knows what's right. going on better with with laundry, with dinners, with different things. But if I come home, I I think part of my responsibility is coming home and saying, honey, what needs to be done. Cause yes. she knows, I don't know yet. Yes. I just stepped in, but, but it's not a passive of just like, she's nagging me. Although sometimes she does. Cause I need, to, I forget, or I get distracted, but to mm-hmm. be more engaged. And for me, I think that's taking some of the responsibility and then I can actually participate in the conversation of, okay, yeah. great. What needs to happen here? What do you think about that? And it's, it's, it's a two way. I don't know if that makes sense, guys. Am I making sense? It's yep, not yep, simply just, I'm being commanded by her and just doing what oh. she says, because she doesn't want that either. She wants me to be actively involved. I don't know if you have anything else to right. add on that concept yes. of responsibility. Oh,
1: I'm so glad, Thomas, I'm so glad you said that because there are people who they could hear this and their temptation would be to overcorrect. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. temptation would be, well, that's the case. I mean, I, I we know of, of, well, we all know people, maybe even ourselves at times where we're like, oh, I'm the leader? Someone put you in charge? I wear the pants. You walk in. Okay, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that could be, I mean, I don't know how many of you at one point on campus were team directors, but that could be a big temptation like oh, okay yeah. so I'm the team director of this new campus here I come in here's what we're going to do or here me as a chaplain I could I can show up to a parish as a priest or I could show up wherever and say okay well I'm the father of the, of the you know this spiritual family so I'm going to here's what we're going to do and that would <laughs> that would rarely rarely be the right thing okay. so you're describing hey okay so i'm gonna come home and take responsibility i'm i'm gonna embrace responsibility so i'm gonna walk in and say why is this not done you guys need to start doing that you need to take care of this and like no 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 no, no. no. what okay. you're describing thomas is so good because you're like this is a partnership mm. also my wife knows things i do not know and and <laughs> it needed to be said <laughs> just so important i'm so Absolutely. glad you said that yeah. um so what does it actually look like again it's not reject passivity embrace control that is Mm, not love it the 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 formulation it's reject passivity embrace responsibility where you might actually come home and she says here's what we need all right yeah that's great i remember talking to a a couple um and they're they're phenomenal just such a good couple um who are very intentional about their relationship and very intentional about how they're raising their kids and at one point they were kind of having a little bit of a you know I'd say crisis, that's too dramatic, but they were having a little bit of a, they couldn't get past, an impasse. They couldn't get past this because what would happen is he, here, she's like, no, he's, he's the head of our, he's the father of our family. He is the spiritual head of our family. And she just really honored her husband in this way. And he was like, yep, I am. And uh, so here's how what would happen. She would have a great idea. She'd say, you know what? This Lent, I think as a family, we should do such and such. And he'd be like, yes. And he would make it happen. And, and then she'd say, you know, I think for uh, this summer to really grow in this, we could do this. And he'd say, yes, and he'd make it happen. I mean, or, or they work together to make it happen, right? But he'd be fully engaged. The problem was she, was she was having this kind of like, I just, I want him to come up with the ideas. Like, I want him yes. to have the vision. And she had, we, as we talked more about this and more about this, it was very clear, A, that she had great ideas, B, that her husband was completely, fully engaged. And then, see, or the third thing was she was saying, but my dad, he always, that's how he raised our us. You know, my dad was, he'd always have the ideas and he'd, he'd implement them with my mom and my brother with his wife. He has the ideas and I just want him to have the ideas. And as we were just kind of playing this out and kind of talking it through, it became clear that, okay, but here's the thing. That's your gift. Yes. As, as the, the wife of this couple, as the mother of this family, your gift is vision. You actually see, and, and he's, he never steps down to your vision. He doesn't squash it. He he's not disengaged from it. He fully engages with it. I mean, he's not like he's just like, I'll do what you tell me to do. He <laughs> is engaged with her and they they too make it happen together. So mm. I, I was trying to point out, this isn't failure, you guys. This is actually mm. really, really good. But she was waiting for him to have a gift that he didn't, hadn't been given, but mm. she had been given mm. um, because she just associated that with, that's what fatherhood is because of yeah. her own dad or her brother mm. who was a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... So what you're saying, I think, is so key. So here's how this plays out, I think. He rejects passivity and embraces responsibility. She doesn't reject control and embrace passivity. I would say this, and I think this is maybe a decent formulation. She would be called to reject control and embrace trust. And what I mean by that is... Yeah, she's still, of course, she's going to have ideas. Of course, she's yeah. going to see things and be able to offer I mean, they are co-equals in marriage. I mean, that's the great, the, 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 the nuptial blessing in marriage. <laughs> she is his equal and co-heir to the life of grace. So there is an equality here. But to be able to reject control and embrace trust means, okay, he has to stop embracing passivity because if she's going to trust that, I mean, here, let's go to the, the marriage, uh, the wedding planning example. If If he wants her to trust him, when she says, hey, I need the measurements of your groomsmen, he needs to actually do that <laughs> <laughs> or else she will know I can't really embrace trust here Yeah. Mm-hmm. because I, I know that uh, he's not going to do it. So I'll just make it happen eventually. Now, as Tom, as the last thing I'll say, because I, you guys are doing so I'm, so, I'm sorry to dominate this conversation. Go, follow, keep going. Go. Thomas, you're saying like she has to remind me because I forget or she has to remind me because that's kind of how it works out. That makes sense. I mean, because again, you both have strengths and weaknesses. So yeah, part of the way we get this done is we, it's not so clear as I'm the head, she's the heart, or, you know, um, I'm the one who initiates, she's the one who receives and reciprocates. It is that dance of, I'm reminding you again on her part, I'm reminding you again because I know that you need it and I love you and respect you. And on his part to be able to say, thank you, I really relied on that. Now let me do this thing. Mm. And so there is this growing Responsibility and growing trust, not just here's the perfect home life where he has all the ideas and does it, and she just gets to sit back. You know what I'm saying?
0: So many great points, guys. Um, we are out of time for today. <laughs> A little marriage coaching inside yeah, the there. All father. three of oh, us are just like <laughs> yeah. soaking that yeah. in. A <laughs> um, th- couple of great one-liners just to remind ourselves as we close up here. Women are prone to control. Men are prone and tempted to passivity. We need to reject passivity, embrace responsibility. Learn how to grow and pray through uh, building up your confidence, clarity, motivation, get off the couch, um, make decisions, start being unafraid to fail, but not not taking control. I think that was a really big one. I think men think, okay, in order to do this, I need to control the situation. That's not that's not it. That was a good aha moment for me, Father Mike. Always a pleasure to get time with you. Thank you for being a part of the Man Catholic Podcast, for spending some of your time for our listeners today, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again soon.
1: Yeah, it, you guys, is so good. And I appreciate, uh, thank you for all your insights too, because I just was just really, really fun to talk with you both, our, all the three of you, and as well as, like, Brock, that I, that notion again of just like, what are the ways that we avoid doing what we need to do now? Because we're we're pretending to do it in some other context i just i I don't want to miss brock's point too because that was really good
0: love it awesome thanks Thanks everybody for listening father you have a, a fantastic day and we'll catch everyone next time on the man catholic podcast god bless